Welcome to episode 69 of the Montana Values Podcast. In this show, we'll talk all about how no good deed goes unpunished. Let's join our host, Tammy Fisher. Today, we're going to talk about a topic for which we have no firm solutions. We have, as usual, lots of opinions, but a policy solution isn't clear. And as you know, we're guided by the Republican Party platform when looking at these issues, as well as the United States and Montana Constitution and also our Montana values. But this one is tricky because it presents a scenario that is somewhat reverse of what we usually see. And it starts with a letter. Dear Clinton community and surrounding areas, this year, as well as the past two years, we have partnered with the Missoula Food Bank for the Kids Eat Free Summer Lunch Program. This has been a great honor for us to be able to support the kids and families in our community with these meals throughout the summer months. This past week, we found printed material in the lunches that we were handing out that went against our biblical doctrine. After conversations with the food bank, we have found that our beliefs and that of the Missoula Food Bank do not align. Due to this, Clinton Community Church has decided to end our partnership with the Missoula Food Bank, effective today, July 2nd, 2021. What does this mean for you? The summer lunch program starting July 6th will continue to be held at Clinton School. We will only be providing lunches, breakfast will no longer be provided, through August 20th. The time will still be 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Lunches will still be grab-and-go style lunches. We need volunteers to help us make and prepare lunches. Clinton Community Church wants our community to know that we love and support each and every one of you, no matter your background or where you are in life. As a church, we strive to show the love of Jesus in all we do throughout this community while standing up for biblical principles, biblical truths, and our beliefs. It is our goal to continue to serve free lunches to kids in our community. If you would like to volunteer, please contact Megan through one of the following, email clintoncommunitychurchmt at gmail.com, text 406-221-8285, or send Clinton Community Church a message through Facebook Messenger. Sincerely, Brandon Huber, lead pastor. So Mickey, as you read that letter, do you find any of its content offensive? I don't. What does the letter mean to you? It means that they are faced with a situation that violates their policy based upon their faith and their beliefs, and they're no longer willing to continue that relationship because of that violation of policy based on their faith and beliefs. And this is a pastor of a church that wrote the letter. It expresses a viewpoint and a decision to stop doing something because of that viewpoint. But it was a decision to cease a partnership between a church and a food bank. It wasn't a decision to harm anyone, and it wasn't even a decision to stop feeding the hungry. Because as you read, the church would still continue to feed the hungry. And it wasn't a decision to pick and choose who they fed. The church feeds everyone and doesn't discriminate against who it feeds. There's no litmus test. You just got to be food insecure and show up for a meal. So, Mickey, are you bothered by that decision? No. Why not? Because this is America. (laughs) And they have a right to do that. They have a right to terminate that relationship if it violates their policy. Isn't it a Montana value to associate with whoever you want without anyone telling you what you should do? Yes. And what was the insert in the lunch bags that the Missoula Food Bank inserted? Well, it was a pride insert. It was a coloring page emphasizing the LGBTQ civil rights movement. 
And this church, like most organized religion in the United States and the world, continues to condemn any sexuality other than heterosexuality. They still serve LGBTQ folks, and they made that clear. But this church, like many others, condemns what it believes to be a lifestyle choice of LGBTQ folks. Now, as you folks know, I'm Catholic, and I remember as a kid the priest informing all of us parishioners that the Catholic Church decided to stop raising funds and supporting the United Way because the United Way chose to distribute some charitable funds to Planned Parenthood. And since Planned Parenthood, as part of its mission, supported abortion, well, that went against the Catholic Church doctrine. So the church disaffiliated from the United Way. Now, I never thought much of that decision, and it didn't impact my giving choices whatsoever. Do you think, Mickey, that the priest explaining why the Catholic Church no longer partnered with United Way was an expression of hate speech or discrimination? I don't. Why not? Because it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) And that's because it was part of the religious faith, right? Correct. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's what Catholics believed or was part of the, the Catholic doctrine. That's right. Okay. So let's get back to this letter and this decision. We know that the church continued to serve lunch to the hungry without barriers to receiving lunch. So there were no barriers there. They just weren't going to partner with the food bank to serve lunch. Well, apparently someone saw Pastor Huber's letter and took offense, and they found out that Pastor Huber is also a part-time real estate agent. And the National Association of Realtors has a hate speech prohibition in their code of ethics. Now, none of us would care about the National Association of anything except for the fact that he's got to be a part of that in order to have access to this other thing that we're going to talk about later. So this person filed a complaint with the Missoula Association of Realtors against Pastor Huber. The National Association of Realtors Code of Ethics applies to Pastor Huber through his membership with the Missoula Association of Realtors. According to the Missoula Association of Realtors website, When you join MOR, you become a realtor. You also become a member of the State Association, the Montana Association of Realtors, and you become a member of the National Association of Realtors, the world's largest professional association. The term realtor is a registered collective membership mark that identifies a real estate professional who is a member of the National Association of Realtors and abides by its strict code of ethics. Being a realtor through membership in MOR is an investment in your business success. And in fact, you can't have business success because they virtually lock you out of business success if you're not a member. In order to be successful, at least according to the Missoula Association of Realtors, you got to join their association. And Pastor Huber did. But the control over all things local real estate actually comes from the National Association. And you know how Mickey and I love it when a national governing body governs local issues. Yeah, we really hate that. So does Pastor Huber have to be a member of the Missoula Association of Realtors in order to be a realtor? No, but they hold the strings to accessing the multiple listing service, which is where all the realtors in the association list their properties for sale and see what properties are for sale. Now, yes, we have Zillow to look up properties for sale, but as the, quote, majority shareholder in the regional multiple listing services, end quote, the Missoula Association of Realtors 
For Missoula area real estate agents, kind of holds the keys to the castle. You can't sell real estate if you don't know it exists. You can't represent sellers very well and market very well unless you have access to the multiple listing service. So they kind of have realtors by the short hairs by controlling access to the MLS. Basically, in order to get access to the MLS, both to list properties and see what's for sale, you have to be a member of the Missoula Association of Realtors. It's a racket for sure, but it's real. Without the MLS, you can't function as a real estate agent. The MLS tells us that itself. Quote, imagine you're standing in a room and it's pitch black. You don't know the layout, where the doors or light switches are, or what objects are around that you might trip on. Not so fun, right? That's essentially what buying and selling homes would be like if we didn't have the multiple listing service. The multiple listing service turns the lights on, helping to create an open, fair, and efficient marketplace, end quote. So without access, by their own definition, real estate agents are in the dark, And this is intentional, of course, because these types of associations are about control of the marketplace and industry, and now they wish to control the personal lives of their members. And the Montana Regional MLS locks out folks who are not members of the National Association of Realtors. According to their website, you must subscribe to and be a member of the National Association of Realtors, whether you need them or not. This is similar, unfortunately, to the State Bar of Montana. I have to be a member in order to get into the courtroom. I have no choice. I can't just go to law school and pay to take the bar exam and then waltz into a courtroom and represent a client. Nope. I have to pay the extortion dollars every year to the State Bar of Montana in order to access the courtroom. And do I like everything that the State Bar is doing? Nope. Do I support all of its endeavors? Nope. Do I think its mandates for continuing education make me a more educated lawyer? No. Have they improved the ethics of lawyers who are otherwise unethical by their ethics educational requirements? Oh, hell no. Lawyers still steal from their clients and commit malpractice. If you're unethical to begin with, there's no class that they can teach you to magically make you ethical. And the dues that they charge, the state bar... It's extortion. So by being a member of an association like the State Bar or the Missoula Association of Realtors isn't exactly a choice. It's a necessity if you want to practice your profession. And no matter how far from your own values these associations go with their political advocacy, you have no choice if you are a realtor but to not only go along, but to fund their political advocacy through your dues. Because again... They have you by the short hairs. If you don't like what they're doing, the best you can do is get on their board and try to effectuate change. But voting by rescinding your dues payments or association? Well, then you simply can't practice your chosen profession. That seems a bit anti-democratic and anti-freedom of choice and anti-freedom of association, right? Well, that's because it is. So Pastor Huber has this complaint filed against him by someone who doesn't share his beliefs, isn't a member of his congregation, and isn't one of his real estate clients. And the complaint is that he violated the, quote, hate speech prohibition in the National Association of Realtors Code of Ethics. But was the speech he gave, that letter, hateful? Not to most of us. Uneducated or ignorant? Sure, If you don't share his same religious beliefs, you might think that. 
But should Pastor Huber be forced to continue a partnership with an entity that distributes advertisements to kids as part of feeding children? And the other question is, why does the food bank find it necessary in being charitable to inform children of anything? Can't they just feed the kids? Can't they just let kids be kids? Right. We digress. Because the complaint against Huber threatens his access to the MLS, Huber hired an attorney to stop the complaint process. He hired Matt Monforton, an attorney known for taking on causes that may not be politically correct, but raised some really interesting legal and public policy issues. Now, because Matt sued before the realtor complaint was heard before the realtor board, the suit was stopped as not being ripe. Basically, the court said, unless and until something bad happens to you, Pastor Huber, as a result of the complaint, the courthouse isn't ready to hear the matter. That's probably the right ruling legally, but prevents us from getting to the nitty gritty issues. And these are really good legal issues, which are, one, does the hate speech prohibition by the National Association of Realtors prevent Pastor Huber from exercising his freedom of religion in his non-realtor and religious life? Two, can the National Association of Realtors impact Pastor Huber's freedom of speech? Three, was Pastor Huber's decision to stop partnering with another entity a violation of the hate speech prohibition since he didn't stop feeding kids, all kids, regardless of whether they are heterosexual, still get to eat? Four, can a pastor espouse deeply held religious beliefs that condemn a person's sexuality without violating hate speech restrictions? Five, if Pastor Huber's deeply held religious beliefs condemn Jews for being Jewish and Black folks from being Black, would that be well within his religious and free speech liberties too? These are all fascinating legal questions that cannot be answered unless the Missoula Association of Realtors finds Pastor Huber violated the National Association of Realtors' prohibition against hate speech. And what does that prohibition actually say? Quote, realtors must not use harassing speech, hate speech, epithets, or slurs based on race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, sexual orientation, or gender identity, end quote. So, based upon that definition, did Pastor Huber use speech based upon sexual orientation or gender identity in his letter explaining the congregation's disassociation with the Missoula Food Bank. Doesn't look like it to us. Now, if he publicly stated that gay folks are bad people or something like that, he may have violated the realtor's definition of hate speech, but the letter itself and its contents doesn't appear to be a violation. And our prediction is that the Missoula Association of Realtors doesn't want to wade into the sticky wicket. To avoid protracted litigation... My money is that they dismiss the complaint. So we may never have this matter fully settled in court. We may never have this Montana Supreme Court wade into notions of religious liberty and freedom of association. And that's a shame because these really are interesting legal issues for everyone to learn about. Mostly, though, Montanans, well, we ignore what we don't like. We live and let live. But when it comes to religion, Montanans want to be able to worship however they choose. My religion wouldn't even let girls serve at mass as altar girls for years. 
I remember when I was five or six years old talking to my priest about how unfair it was that the boys could serve mass and the best I could do is read and maybe bring up the gifts to the altar. I wanted to serve just like the boys could. I remember the priest telling me, progress takes time, Tammy. We can't force it. But as soon as the church agrees to allow girls to serve, you'll be the first one. Well, by the time the church came around, I was like 15 and I'd already ditched regular attendance. And it's the same way with birth control and nuns not being allowed to be priests and the choice not to openly welcome LGBTQ folks into our parishes. That's really aggravating to me. But since I can't change the Catholic Church, I take the good with the bad or I just don't attend. If Catholics, who are realtors, worship consistent with the tenets of the religion and openly state they support Catholic doctrine, will hate speech complaints be filed against them? It's a slippery slope. One thing we do know for sure, though, folks, when giving gifts, when being charitable, we wish everyone would do so for the sake of charity, expecting nothing in return. Don't use charity to indoctrinate anything. Simply give for the sake of giving, not to educate, not to indoctrinate, simply as an example of generosity and of serving others. When the hungry need feeding, simply feed them. When the poor need shelter, shelter them. Mickey and I are part of a nonprofit organization where we do just that. No politics, no policy, just giving, just filling needs. Mickey, can you explain what our organization does? Sure. We work to alleviate school lunch debt for students who can't afford school lunch or have to receive an alternate lunch. We want to make sure that every child gets the same lunch options as his or her peer and that no child is shamed for not having the money for food. We also provide feminine protection products and dispensers that dispense those products for free to middle schools and high schools for girls so that they don't have to run the gauntlet between the front desk and the nurse to get the products that they need. They can go into a stall in private and take whatever they need free of charge, whether they need it there at school or at home. And we supply both the product and the dispensers at no charge to the schools or to the students. And then we also work to provide AEDs for schools and for sporting groups so that every child has access to emergency medical equipment, whether they're at school or on the field for sports. And Mickey, do you have any idea what the politics of our volunteers or board members are? I don't have a clue. Have you ever bothered to ask? No. Will you ever ask? No. And here's a shameless plug, folks. If you support our endeavors to feed hungry children, to ensure puberty shaming doesn't occur within our school districts, and to otherwise ensure that life-saving medical equipment is available to kids, please go to gapfillersflathead.org and visit our website and make a donation if you deem it appropriate. All dollars, every single one, there's no administrative fee, there's nothing like that, go directly to the kids. We don't take anything off the top. So the point is, folks, if we don't get the legal answers to some very interesting questions, then instead we need to pivot. Let's move mountains by educating instead of prohibiting through mandates. I got to admit, I was a bigot against homosexuals when I was a kid. 
I recognized that fact, not because I was forced to accept, but because I was educated largely by my gay friends. They listened to the garbage I said in expressing my opinions, and they responded with kindness and education. And that was one of the best lessons I learned from my fellow Montanans. Before judging others for who they are or choices they make, perhaps acceptance for individuality is the better way. Perhaps God simply wants us to love and leave the judgment to him. Thank you for taking us with you on your journey today, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Consider sponsoring the show by going to our website, montanavaluespodcast.com, locating the sponsor page and clicking on the donate button. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.